Welcome to the Strategic Life Podcast, episode 23. So, you're broke with your host, Coach Mario. Dr. Mario. Along with Frank. So, first you have to establish why you're here. And it might be because you're broke. (laughs) (laughs) Or you're tired of being broke. And we've all been there. (laughs) True story. Completely broke. Yeah, man. (laughs) Absolutely. So, to establish, to set some... uh, structure to this broke session here <laughs> how to know when you're broke mm. frank how do you know when you're broke <laughs> there's a lot of ways give us the- all your wisdom on, bro- <laughs> on, on, bro- on brokenness on your brokenness <laughs> oh. so the the number one is your living check to check if you can't wait for you to get paid so that you can spend it on something that's the first sign. Like, yeah. that's the one that's going to hurt you the most. <laughs> Followed immediately by, you're not balancing your checkbook. Yeah. You're scared to look at it. Yeah. <laughs> well, knowing, having financial literacy is, is different, right? Because right. you, don't, you, you don't necessarily need to know, you know, you don't need to have a proper P&L and balance sheet to your personal life. I mean, yeah, it works, but you're, the balancing <laughs> of checkbooks have gone away. Um, but definitely, man, if your money's being spent before you even get it, mm-hmm. and you know it too, right? Like, yeah. like, there's only so much in the bank account, and it doesn't cover expenses that are coming. Hey, I can't wait to get paid because I got to pay rent. I can't wait to get paid because I got to pay this car. I can't wait to get paid because I got to put food on the table. Yeah, there's there's yes. a there's a few things we're gonna go over on how to know when you're broke. But if you ever have to stop by the ATM to put in twenty three dollars, just so you don't go uh, negative or overdraft. <laughs> You might you might be going through some hard times. You might be yeah. broke. So paycheck to paycheck, that's for sure. Um, I mean, I think of my early twenties. <laughs> yeah. And even before that, right? Paycheck to paycheck, but the, even then, not spending my money, right? So, getting paid, eating well, and then like a week and a half later, those three days before, it's like rice cakes and water. <laughs> it's like White Castle and ramen because. I'm going to eat good when I'm paid again. But again, that was just, it's the same vicious cycle. I was doing the same thing over and over. And, and to set the stage, this doesn't mean that you're not making money. This means that probably you're spending too much money, right? Because yeah. you can make a lot of money and still be in debt. Yeah. You yeah. can still make a ton of money and still be broke. Living More is going out than what's coming in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Living outside of your means is a hell of a drug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. So, paycheck to paycheck. That's an easy one. It's a gimme. But are you... And what are you going to do about it? You know? mm. So what else? Um, we mentioned being overdrawn, and that goes without saying. If you're if you're overdrawn, yeah. your account counts constantly. Um, I mean, if, if if your bills aren't being paid on time, there's a wonderful thing that comes with, uh, and not necessarily even being financially successful, but playing with your money in a correct manner, where all your bills, if your bills are on auto pay, you might be doing something right because people that don't typically spend their money right. Don't have auto pay on. They're like, no, 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 no. I got to make sure. I got to make sure I got it so <laughs> I could get paid. Yeah. Right. Or if they were to write a check or something, it's like, hey, you're going to cash this today, right? Because after tomorrow, I can't tell you. Well, I think if you're still writing checks, you're, <laughs> you're having, if you can't use Zelle or Cash well, App or, or auto pay, that might be an issue. We might be dating ourselves. Like Post dating <laughs> checks. Yeah. <laughs> cash this next week. Mm-mm-mm. In the meantime, the uh, envelopes that come in the mail all say final notice. Yeah. And there's a stack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's another sign. Um, credit card. If, if your credit card statement oh, seems yeah. to be getting thicker and thicker every time, mm-hmm. uh, that's also, you know, a good sign that, hey, 
you, you might want to do something about your finances. Yeah, if you've had the same $2,300 credit card debt for the yeah. past like eight years, right? And yeah. you get it down, but then you're like, let me treat myself. <laughs> and we're going to get into why you might be broke in a minute, but we're still, we're still on how to know, right? So overdrawn, right? Paycheck to paycheck. Another reason, another thing that could tip you off is you, you keep track of who owes you money. Uh, you you know I mean and it's a good quality too right obviously we don't I was we don't say, lend like, out like, our we don't what? lend out our energy here but uh, <laughs> you might constantly be hounding people like, hey remember the five dollars I lent you thirty seconds ago I need it back <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna need that back it's a beautiful yeah. time we live in too you know mm-hmm. where before people could owe you money but now cash app and Moselle <laughs> yeah, there's no, no. there's no way yeah I'll get you back later you know none of that it's right now. Yeah, another way you can do it is uh, too many monthly payments. So if if you're f- constantly financing or refinancing things in your life, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's a car, a house, a mortgage, or you're just constantly, hey, I'm going to jump on this monthly plan because it's cheaper. Uh, before you know it, you're going to have so many of these monthly fees, right? Yeah. Whether it's streaming services or mm-hmm. bills or, or memberships or subscriptions or, or assets you're paying off. Uh, before you know it, your entire check is going on to monthly things. The problem with that is you're also kind of paying interest on most of that, whether you believe it or yeah. not. Like, like even... Even when you see some of the subscription, well, if you pay for the year, it's 100 bucks. But if you pay monthly, it's 10. Well, you're losing 20 bucks. You're pretty much financing that, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's a 20% finance. Like So that interest rate, you're paying off for the ability to say you own something when you don't. Right. Yeah. So I think ultimately, and you worry about money all the time. I mean, that's that's oh, another yeah, sign yeah, that you're yeah. broke. You just, you're worried about it. All oh, the yeah. Time. And there's, there's a positive way to be worried. You know <laughs> You might be hungry. You might want that money. But uh, if you're worried about just making ends meet, that's completely different. Well, yeah, if you're counting the pennies, uh, you know, again, until you get the next paycheck. Yeah. And you have frustration. Uh, you may not even know you're broke, but you you are. You're broke. Yeah. And, and, and to that, there's there's two levels to that, right? Uh, uh, <laughs> there's two levels to brokenness, y'all. <laughs> there is. There is. There is. So no, tell me more. No, tell me more, coach. And I've been through <laughs> both. The, the book by Frank Garcia. Yeah, man. We've been no, through this. We've broke. been through it. No, um, if you're constantly receiving money and then you're spending it, hey, I'm broke. But then it's because you're dictating a specific lifestyle, right? Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm broke. But I'm going out every Friday. I'm going out every Saturday. I'm going to brunch on Sundays. And I'm always wearing like all this crazy clothes. And that's you being broke because of a lifestyle. Your oh, lifestyle yeah. is dictating your income and, and mm. your expenditures. That's a bad way to live at all. Like you should not be doing that. Um, and then the other way around, right? Hey, I'm broke because I don't make enough and I'm and I'm getting to ends meet. I'm not able to put food on the table, those kind of things. Well, at, at that point, then it's a, an environment thing. It's a situation thing. It's not necessarily you just with your bad habits. This is something that you need to, you, you need to focus on something very big in your life and you're not doing it. So it's good for you to take action there um so one is hey you need to move and another one is you need to stop doing Mm -hmm. so know which one you're in yeah i mean with that let's transition over onto why you might be broke so Mm -hmm. that's you're already covering some of it there um but i I, that that has to for me be you're you're overextending yourself you're living outside of your means right you mentioned more coming in than goes out and and uh that's a real thing you know you have enough to make ends meet per se, which is just meeting the minimum, right? Minimum payments, bills are paid, cars paid, and right, phone bills, all those things are organized, but you're still spending the money. And what you have to understand is that 
even though bills are paid, just because you're making and meeting all minimum payments doesn't mean you're good. It's money you still shouldn't be spending. Right. And a lot of people, you know, they fall to these prepaid or uh, other types of advertisements. Here, sign up for this credit card. You're already pre-approved, mm-hmm. rather, is the correct term. And uh, they get in over their means. Uh, well, this one is offering me six months uh, interest-free, zero APR during that time, and they can transfer my entire balance. And then they do that. But in the meantime, they're continuing to charge uh, on that credit. Yep. And so when the six months it's over, they have to go back into paying oh, yeah. these astronomical interest right, right. Yeah, rates. Yeah. And I, I've seen that. Uh, yeah. You know, hurt people yeah when they uh they they get that uh that thing with the introductory period and those six months go by and all that interest just comes in and bam how did that go so fast oh my yeah. god yeah <laughs> but again a lot of that is lifestyle hey right. I, I need this credit card i i need to go shopping for new clothes and i constantly needs to be up so i'm gonna go mm-hmm. to you know whatever boutique or whatever clothing store i go to and apply for credit there yeah. um and you might see it as credit no what you're actually obtaining is debt Right, yeah. you have this debt, and they'll tell you, "Oh, we'll give you twenty percent off your purchase today." Yeah, the interest rate is twenty three percent. Thanks for the twenty yeah, percent. Yeah, you're gonna wax me an extra three percent on top right. of that afterwards, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And that one's accruing. I get twenty percent once and twenty three percent for the next year. Wait a minute, <laughs> I, I, did, I have to spend a thousand in the first sixty days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, they'll get you one way or another. So living outside your means, uh, how about just plain old FOMO, fear of missing out. I think that's the number one, right? Um, for you, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, I tried, Frank. Here. No, for for uh, for me, it was financial literacy. I wasn't smart with. I, I didn't know, and I and I didn't care to know. That's yeah. the reality of it. I was making good mm-hmm. money when, when I was making good money. I wasn't keeping good money. Um, so what happened was I, I didn't care to find out how my credit score really works, mm-hmm. or or you know what's the the benefit of having cash in the bank account, um, or or the power of of being liquid and being able to make offers and 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 be able to flip assets properly and turn liabilities into assets mm-hmm. um i didn't know that and i didn't care to know about it and what i didn't know i just didn't care to put it in so it wasn't fear of missing out it was just i was living a good life and i just let everything ride unconscious incompetence you didn't know what you didn't know um, when, yeah when i was growing up i didn't know what an emergency fund was correct keep, keep yeah. six months of your Face pay, <laughs> yeah. tuck it away in case of an emergency. Mm-hmm. We were just trying to feed feed our kids. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I think uh, I mean, fear missing out, especially if you have people that do brunch every Sunday, or you have some habitual people that like to go out a lot. I mean, that that can, especially if they're close to you, that can be also another form of fear of missing out. Everyone's doing stuff, and then you know, you try to save money for if that's your desire, right? You try to save money, and then you see social media, people going out, people doing things. And especially with the pandemic and things going on, you know, some people, uh, they have the cabin fever. They want to get out and do stuff, you know, and these are the same people that, you know, might have been a minute ago saying, you know, I can't work. I can't do anything. I can't, you know, I was let go, but they still want to get out and do something. So there's that fear of missing out can be putting them in a bigger hold, if you will. Yeah, it could also create a, a scarcity mindset, which is is all part of this. You know, you start saying no to friends invites when you're broke uh, yeah. you start you know not opening your bills so there's a course of conduct a behavior a pattern if you will that yeah. that begins to develop you start begging the utility company you need more time uh you know during covid of course it's a little different scenario some people were unemployed 
you know, the financial institutions were providing yeah. those opportunities for people to make delayed payments and that sort of thing. But that's not what we're talking about here. What we're talking about here is even in the good times, when you have a job, you're overextending yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the challenge. Yeah, and, and debt is a snowball effect. It starts with one credit card and then a second credit card and then a third and then one late payment and then two late payments and then one bill that's past due and then now it's two companies you're past due on. Mm-hmm. Um, debt is really a snowball effect mm-hmm. and it takes it, it takes a massive action for you to go cold turkey on it and say, hey, today's the last day that I do this. I need to focus on myself. And the challenge is, you know, Frank, as you know, we and Coach Mario, we've seen individuals that fall into these traps and then they're avoiding dentist appointments, uh, <laughs> physicals, and all yeah. those things that are important about their health is also taking a secondary toll because mm-hmm. the stress and the anxiety is adding to the you know the, the, the catalyst of the anxiety, which then obviously gets exacerbated because they're not tending to their health, missing yeah. health appointments. You know, they're they're in pain and anxiety, and they're not going to go see a doctor because they can't make the yeah. copay, you know, so it's really a they snowball effect. Because you, you haven't met, met your deductible yet. Right? Yes, absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, that, yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, it, it can get more serious even, you know, even from the fear of missing out from the personal, you know, from the social uh, perspective, right? It's not just about them going out. You have to think about some individuals, how they might think that if other people are going out, even if it's just brunch or restaurants, they can think that that's a disconnect in their own social network Mm -hmm. and feel outcasted. So it's not about just them hanging out, but for them it's deeper rooted, meaning they're disconnected from their their crew, their people, their, their, uh, their family, their tribe. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So. Yeah. And, and, and another portion to that is of why you're broke is because <laughs> <laughs> you're broke. You're broke. <laughs> right. Uh, it just Simon says broke. <laughs> <laughs> Surround yourself with, or, or at least get some sort of mentorship or help. If you're, if you don't have that group of friends um, where you might not be financially intelligent enough. Right. And what I mean by that, you don't need to own a business to find out, you know, how much money you're bringing in, how much money you're leaving. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, like budgets and things like that. So sometimes it's why you're broke. Well, you don't surround yourself with people that are going to help you manage your money. Mm-hmm. Um, or you might come, I've seen it, right. I've done it. Well, no, I don't want to look at the statement this month because I know, know where i've spent it i'll start clean next month <laughs> right I, i've been there it, here comes the first of the month and you're still spending like a crazy person and, and not looking at the statement and you're not looking at the statement so that's really a, that's another one in the how to know your broke category you right f- you fear checking the statement wow you're like yeah i'll, I'll know when i'm good <laughs> if i swipe the card and it doesn't get declined <laughs> you wake up in the morning no text no alerts no okay Ooh, there's money in there i'll check it yeah. later <laughs> yeah um, i don't want to see those six dollars and 38 cents yeah the other side of that like yeah and and, and it's the complete opposite when 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 you stop being broke when you're fixed um, <laughs> um you you have a tendency of being proud of that like i wake up look yeah. at the bank account Absolutely. work all day go home right before you go to sleep look at the bank account again make sure that that it's at a higher level um and 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 you feel happier about the financial the number you're putting up rather than where you're spending it yeah absolutely um so a couple other things here on why why you might be broke here um you uh you're a bargain shopper that doesn't mean you're looking for the good sales but that means if someone gives you an interesting figure you might be impulsive enough impulsive Impulsive. enough because you don't want to miss pass up that deal and what I mean by that is, and I've had a couple of people like this in my life. Stop looking no, at me. No, it's not me. Stop looking at me. <laughs> but if somebody comes and says, I'll give you 100000 off the Ferrari, 
I get that it's a good deal, <laughs> but there's still a large amount there. And I've been around people where it's like, yeah, but it's still something outside of your means. And although it's right. a great deal, Correct. this isn't an investment property you're buying that you're going to collect on. Correct. It's literally something you just want. It depreciates it's, as it's, soon as you take it off. It's not a lot. need, yeah, especially if it's a car. <laughs> but if it's a car. Just because it's got a massive discount doesn't mean you need it. Doesn't mean you're going to be missing out on something. Well, yeah, the challenge for many Someone's people... Someone's still making money. <laughs> the challenge for many people is, is you know, here are needs and then there are wants. And people live in that want world all the time without yeah. defining that priority between what they need now and what they want. You know, we've had individuals that have come from other countries and they want the American dream. And that's okay. It's great. We're not judging. We're saying... If you're a family of four and you have a boy, a, a young man, or in, and a daughter, as a as a son and a daughter, you need probably a three bedroom home. Mm-hmm. People come to America and they're buying these five, six bedroom, three bathrooms, you know, and four car garage, and then they're broke. Mm. Not even six months later. Yeah, yeah, that's now, a challenge. I I think a lot of that is is your limiting beliefs, right? Hey, I don't think I'm ever going to own a house, so I'm just going to spend it on the fancy car. Yeah. When you really want to own the house, Nothing right? There. Pull that car. Yeah, up exactly. So hey, I, mm-hmm. I I know right now I can afford this vehicle and and whatever I make good money now, and you know you have this belief that you're never going to be able to get it again or obtain it again. Um, so a lot of that takes into place, and it'll it's a driving force to making those bad decisions. Because you're right, yeah. Oh, I got a great discount on this Ferrari. Yeah. <laughs> you, you shouldn't be buying the Ferrari anyway. exactly. Like, like, yeah. Oh, you still can't buy a hundred thousand yeah. dollar car. Nice, Pump the brakes. Nice pickup on the uh, on the BMW M5 uh, right. <laughs> that you pull yeah. up that you pull up to your studio. Studio and park it in mm-hmm. <laughs> with, yeah, with, the, with the kitchenette with the one burner. You know right. what I mean? There's priorities. Uh, exactly. So. Well, and that's it right there. It's the expectations. You yeah. have to have realistic expectations. Otherwise, then you fall into the traps. What will they say mm-hmm. about me? What will they think about me? What will they do to me? Mm-hmm. And uh, unfortunately, sometimes it's it's influenced by friends or family or whatever. Well, you know, you I re- recall a conversation when I first became an attorney, you know, this one employee that came to work with me, well, you can't be driving a Ford truck. You're an attorney now. You need a Beamer, right? Well, good thing I could afford it, but doesn't necessarily mean I have to get it. I have to purchase it. Mm-hmm. So you have to be realistic because then the other piece of it is what you're saying to yourself inside your head, you know, the, the, the fear, the false evidence that appears real. Well, what if I don't get it? Well, yeah. will they think any worse of me as an attorney or a doctor or whatever? Yeah, it doesn't you, matter. You have you have to you have to do what you do and live within your means and not accept what everyone else's projections of what something should be and what you should be driving and how you should be living just because of what you do should be. I've heard several times from different people in the industries and realtors and oh well no you're a realtor now you should be driving this car. I'm like well why right. I mean, for the most part, I know a while a while back, back in my days, uh, <laughs> people did that. But most, for the most part, in most transactions that I see, people are pulling up in their own cars. So no, you don't need you know the big body, <laughs> you don't need the seven series to pick up clients, and because for the most part, they're mm-hmm. going to meet you there, right? And if there's an expectation around that, you know what you need that that's something maybe on yourself you need to work on of what you and- should be expecting from other people. Uh, worry about yourself and that's a high level of self-esteem you need to have to be able to put that peer pressure away yeah. uh because yeah like exactly how you just said coach Mario. It, it hey you need to be driving this vehicle if you're yeah. in this industry you're, you're this now. right mm-hmm. and the same thing with you dr mario mm-hmm. like you've you've been told you need to have a specific brand of car right, right? exactly what was, the name, what was <laughs> the name of the uh the, the, from the mortgage school years ago 
Oh, I Dick. can't. Uh, Dick. Yes. Dick Neary. That was Dick his name. Neary, oh, yes. he was the best. He so, says, but make your money. He goes, you know what I drive? Toyota Corolla. Yeah. <laughs> All right. day, baby. I make my money and I let everyone else drive their cars. Toyota Corolla. You know how many miles <laughs> per gallon? <laughs> and it was a wildly successful commercial a- real estate. Extremely successful. And yes. Toyota Corolla. Kept yeah, his expectations have, on the real. Correct. But that you need to know your goal mm-hmm. and you need to stick to it. Hey, I'd rather have the hundred grand in the bank account yeah. than to have it outside in the front lawn, right? Because the hundred grand in the bank <laughs> account is gonna stay a hundred grand in the bank account. And a hundred grand in front of the car, in front of the house is going to be 80 in a month. And the more mileage I put on it, it'll be 75. God forbid somebody hits it. Now it's 20 grand. And now I'm fighting with my insurance company that I insured a hundred thousand. It was going to pay me 80 because I, right. So all, all for what, right? Because that's what you wanted. Okay, fine. But that's why you need to have, very clear goals and a very high self-esteem and, and self-conscious and self-love and, and be able to say, hey, this is what's important to me. I think that's a great transition on the what to do piece. Yeah, what, you know? what to do if with, you're broke. With your brokenness. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and the humor is just to keep this light because we all have been there. Mm-hmm. We know oh, yeah. what it feels like. We oh, know yeah. what, what you see, what you hear, and what you feel Yeah, uh, being broke. So we're not, you know... Uh, obviously minimizing your condition, your state. If you're a listener, we are wanting to give you and empower you how to envision a debt-free life and use it as a driving force to change the money-spending habits that have gotten you where you are right now. Broke. Yeah. <laughs> so number one, and, and, and no, we're not going to start with, you know, selling all your baseball cards and <laughs> everything in your house. That makes sense. And that is something wonderful you could do. But the first thing you should start doing is looking on where you can trim the fat on your expenses right now. So we're talking all the obvious things, yeah. subscription based services. I mean, it's, it's, it's a fantastic thing in the world we live in where we mm-hmm. have Hulu and Netflix and HBO max and all that. And, 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 and no, they don't pay us for that, but you could, if you want to, if you're hearing this, but <laughs> essentially we accept sponsorships. If, yeah. You don't need all those things. And where we feel felt like we've saved money right. because we used to have like a $140 Comcast or direct TV bill is slowly creeping up as you kind of enroll in a multiple services you know, because now you have all of them or five or six of them. So start trimming the fat on what you can. Subscription-based services, things of that nature, uh, and other expenses. You, you've heard it before. There's nothing brand new here with the, you know, the Starbucks runs and all that. You know, the, 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 the local places do it good, too, <laughs> and probably better than some of the overpriced high-end, quote-unquote, high-end coffees you're drinking. Yeah. But start with what, where you can trim the fat with what you're spending already. Absolutely. Yeah, where you're spending your time is mm. also a good place to start. So, you know, hey, like Coach Myers just said, hey, if I'm every day going to Starbucks or every day I'm making that cafecito and croqueta mm-hmm. run and every day I'm making or because I know it's happened to me, right? Every night you go out to dinner mm. and it's a $10 plate. Then it's a $20 yeah. plate before you know it. Dinner starts getting $20, $30 daily. And God forbid you drive, you have it driven in. Yeah. $17 meals. Yeah. yeah $15 no. delivery. Before you know tip. it, you're 200 bucks a week on yeah. just dinner alone. And then, right. you know, a whole month goes by, you're 800 $1,000 into just dinner. Um, and that's where you're spending your time and spending with the people. So you'll know, you'll know. Uh, the first thing you have to do is really, you know, you got to grow and, and hey, I'm not going to do this. I'm yeah. going to stop these things. Stopping right. where the money, stopping your expenses is the first step because getting more income will be more difficult, yeah. right? So it's, hey, no, 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 I'm just going to go get more income. I mean, no, that's not that, always the right way. And even at that rate, 
if if it's something that's as basic as breakfast and coffee, people, I'm pretty sure you can make coffee in your house and get some Cuban bread and put butter and toast it. That is, <laughs> or French bread. We're, or in, we're in Miami. Bread. We're in Miami. I'm yeah. just, I'm just saying <laughs> that's one of the local delicacies around here. True. But if you like it that much, it's going to be more affordable if you buy it and make Create it yourself. Your own. Yeah. Create I mean, your you own. can, you can get, you know, whatever it is. It's, it's not out of this world. You know, if it's here, and I'll show you how like good habits snowball, right? And and bad habits are or, or, or good habits. Hey, I'm broke. I'm going to stop eating breakfast at you know my local bakery. But I also need to work on myself and say, I'm going to go to the gym. If you go to the gym in the morning, come home and have your oatmeal. I promise you, your oatmeal and your protein shake are a dollar maybe a meal, mm-hmm. right? Like, right, you're spending 20 bucks on on, yeah. on your protein shake for the month and then the powder. And then you're spending five bucks on, right, maybe a dollar. So now you're able to compound good things, right? Hey, I'm going to the gym and I'm also saving money. Right, same thing. Hey, I'm always going out to dinner. Hey, you know what? I'm going to work on myself. Instead of going out to dinner, I am going to go to the gym. Or, hey, I'm going to build this little business. I'm going to work on this. Or, hey, I'm going to spend more time with the family instead of always going out. You'd be surprised how, like, one good thing can help you out with another. Um, And how most bad habits do compound each other. Yeah, it's creating that strategy. You know, it all goes back to distinguishing between the wants and the needs. You'll find what you once thought as needs were really Wants in disguise, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and and you're not going to die without Hulu newsflash. Right. So you have to prioritize, create the strategy, figure it out. Yeah. And that's and that's one password that you can't borrow because they have geographical lockdown restrictions. True story. You can't share that password. Yeah, I learned that the hard way. You can borrow the Netflix, not the Hulu. Apparently. Strip the wants out of your life, but stick yeah. to the needs, yeah. you know, and you're going to live a, a happier life. Let's yeah, put it and that that's, way. And that's also getting on top of your time management, too. I mean, because uh, un- unless you don't know. Uh, you can also still you can get uh, oatmeal at McDonald's, <laughs> but again, uh, be mindful of, of your time and uh, make it at home. Take advantage of those things. You like it that much, so cancel subscriptions. Stop, yeah. uh, can, cancel ordering out every five seconds. What else can we do to uh, to, to stop our brokenness? Look for opportunities to increase your income. Yeah, mm-hmm. there are opportunities out there. There are remote opportunities, jobs. Uh, find at least one side hustle. Opportunity that's yeah. going to complement an existing skill so you don't have to relearn and spend money going to a school or doing something like that. Or you can do that too, right? There's, you know, different scholarships, whatever it takes. Uh, ask for a pay, pay raise if you feel that you're, you know, that it's warranted. Right. You have yeah. the conversation. Good point. Make yeah. sure that you're worthy of said raise. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, you're putting in the work. I yeah, like absolutely. what you said earlier, coach. Sell stuff you no longer use. Yeah. I mean, you'd be surprised. Certain things, uh, certain things have have a really high shelf life. Uh, certain things have aged from just being older, outdated electronics to vintage and retro. And you know, uh, some of the some of the wiser folks on the planet will tell you everything comes back into style. And it, it just, I mean, things from the '80s and '90s, from from fashion to music and electronics, which I'm into, like old synthesizers and drum machines. They're out of this world ridiculous, especially right now with the shortage of, you know, manufacturing electronic chips and the things of that nature. So you'd be surprised on some stuff you have in your home, how much it goes for. And uh, don't limit yourself to just those major things. You know, if you're not comfortable doing eBay, there's tons of yeah. there's offer up. There's let go. There's Mercari. There's eBay. There's Facebook Amazon. Marketplace. Yeah, Facebook. Yeah. I, yeah. I, you know, and there's still I mean, Craigslist is still around. For yeah, me, you absolutely. Know, like, there's no excuse on why you can't look at, And it's simple you know like oh i don't know how to do that google it 
It's yeah. If it's something you want to sell, it. <laughs> if it's something you want to sell, looking for, you know, a 1998 Apple MacBook Pro, you can, or whatever it is that you're looking for, you'll find some old sales or, or, or closed listings that somebody bought it for, and you're going to go, oh my gosh, this old computer's still worth 200 bucks. Like, it's been sitting in a drawer since I got the new one. So, yes, uh, obviously selling the stuff you have is a, is a great way on. Uh, yeah, you not thought only it was cool once. Somebody might think it's cool now. Yeah, now yeah. they want it. So, no, so, no, there's, yeah. there's people that, no, no, no. This I use this software for just this, and mine died. I need a new one, but I don't want to get the new stuff. I want to keep using this programming. And the new computers don't run it anymore. So you never know why people yeah. need certain things. Some people like the sound of vintage, you know, like the same thing with vinyl. That's making a comeback. Yeah. Same thing, just. Things are blowing back up. The other feeling of of selling things that you're no longer using is is the freedom of decluttering the space. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, not only you're you're going to raise the cash, but you're going to free some space up. And if you're married, you're going to make your wife or your husband there happy. You, go. <laughs> you got you got a Mary Condo that noise. Absolutely. <laughs> you got to bring it up to your chest. Yeah. Ask yourself if it brings you joy, and there if not, go. send it on its way. Because yeah. decluttering does give you a sense of empowerment, yes. and and it's all about that. Yeah, um, and it's important. Clean up, sell stuff, make money. Sounds good. Yeah, and then something you can also use both business and personal. Um, if you have a lot of debt, consolidate it. Put it in one place where you're just paying one interest rate instead of a bunch, yes, right? So number true. one, uh, you can also do what's called balance transfer, right? Hey, yeah. I have this balance here. I have no balance there, but it's applying at a, at a lower rate or I can pay that off better Absolutely. or hey, you know, that lender's giving me better rate, you know, better loan terms. Move it over there. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, uh, you know, if, if you're paying an asset, you know, you're paying for a car, a truck, 8%, 3%, whatever whatever your interest rate is, but you can refinance at a lower one. And I'm not trying to tell you to always refinance, right? Because that extends how much longer you're paying right. it. But if that extra, you know, 100, 500, depending on, on the asset itself, is going to give you that cash you need to pay off other stuff, right. do that. Yeah, or even if you refinance and just still pay the same means that you did before. Correct, correct. You know, so, you're still saying the same amount of payment and bring it down. I mean, you know, the, the real estate market saw a huge, yeah, huge advantage in the refinance. I mean, payments were brought down largely with a lot of the people. The key to that all is to have proper priorities, yeah. right? What are you paying off? Hey, no, I want to pay off, you know, the, the, the fancy sports car outside and still be in debt with the house. Yeah. Let go of the sports car. Sell the sports car, keep the house. The house will go up in value. The house is where you live. And so it's mm-hmm. both a need and a want. Mm-hmm. The sports car is going down in value every day. Get rid right. of it, right? Same thing. So you, you have to learn to prioritize. Yeah, I once uh, had a great piece of advice from someone. I think it was a car salesman himself. He told me, he's like, yeah, if you have to go over five, six years on a car, you don't Correct. own the car anymore. The car owns you. Correct. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Because I, I, oh, you know what it was? Is because they told me they had some seven, eight, and like nine year financing. Oh, I'm like, yeah. what oh, wow. is the point of that? And he's like, how else do you think we sell these these dualies and these huge things to these young kids who want them? I'm like, wow. Yeah, that, that's not setting uh, that's not setting up anyone for success. <laughs> so since we're there, I'll share a little bit of of, of the underworld, the Uh-oh. underbelly secret. Um, <laughs> number one, your credit. Your credit card is not reporting based upon your balance. It's based upon the use of your balance. So an example, I have a $10,000 credit card, but you have 8,000 of it in a balance. Like that's poor credit. I have 500 bucks and I'm keeping it under 150. That's your 30% usage. That's the smart way to use your credit. Leave a rotating in there of less than 10%, right? If you can get it to 5%, even better. So, okay, I have 500 bucks. I'm going to leave it at 25 bucks. 
Why? Because that's what you want. You're 5% rotating. Hey, they're making money. They're reporting correctly. Make sure you're paying on time. If you can, have an auto. If not, make sure you're paying. So on the credit side, that's how you build your credit. Hey, I've, I've, I've jacked it up. Lower it out. Make sure you have the correct balance. And then make sure you're paying that off correctly. Cash, right? Hey, I need to finance something, a vehicle or a mortgage. Yeah, Coach Mario's right. If you're doing this at a seven years, six years, you're spending too much. Like that's just too much interest you're using up there. So yeah. try to, and don't put down payment on something that's going to be worth less next year. Yeah. Keep the cash in hand. Hey, this car next year is going to be worth 80 grand. Don't put the $20,000 down. Like you're just paying for the depreciation. The dealer just got your depreciation. No, no, no. Try to keep as much cash as you can and then just pay off when you can on the monthly and put towards principal. I see the uh, TV commercials uh, and I just uh, am surprised when people get into these offers of go and get your full house furnished and oh. pay nothing for two or three <laughs> oh, years. Yeah. Oh, the balloon Furn- payments. The, 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 oh. the furniture, com- oh. furniture companies are great. Those are red flags. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get the, get the whole new set. Don't pay nothing until mm-hmm. 2028. And you ask yourself why you're broke. <laughs> 28. Yeah. One final thing before we close this segment. I think it's, it's been very informative uh, is because we've all been through it. Right. And so it's it's keeping a vision of what the future holds. The future is bright, being hopeful, but creating a vision and a strategy and not always saying I'm broke, I'm broke, I'm broke. Because thoughts are things you may have a skill set, you know, and this is another uh, thing that you can consider. If you have a skill set, you can teach someone, you can mentor someone, you know, you can give lessons, if you will. If you're creative, uh, you can. Uh, set up, you know, uh, a side hustle uh, doing crafts. If you're a photographer and perhaps you're working for an organization doing something else, well, you know, take pictures. Uh, You know, if you play guitar at church, uh, you know, give guitar lessons. There's all different types of ways that you can create some additional income. Just make sure that you invest it wisely. And some people may may think about that statement. And Frank, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think I am. But anyway, (laughs) even if you are broke, you could take $5, $10 a month and start saving it. Yeah. Create a investment, a monthly investment plan that will get you out of that brokenness. Yes, absolutely. And at a minimum, at least start creating your emergency fund. Yes. It's one thing to to start saving money for things you want to do, but you should at least have things in place for an emergency fund. Yeah. And uh, and to be able to pay rent and, you know, and just to give an example of that, you can add, let's say, hey, I'm living paycheck to paycheck. I can't save. Well, tell your employer to take an extra five bucks with every check. So that way, when you get your taxes at the end of the year, it's kind of like a little savings account. Whatever you overpaid in taxes, now they're going to return. So you're not feeling it. You're not the one with the burden of holding on to the five bucks. You'd be surprised. Little things that that you have all over that can help you save money. So it's just find out, be resourceful, and, and, you know, take accountability. Thank you for listening. If you have a topic you'd like us to cover, we would love to hear from you. Reach out to us at Instagram and Facebook at Strategic Life Podcast, Twitter at Strategic Life PC, our website, strategiclifepodcast.com, or email us at action at strategiclifepodcast.com. This podcast is sponsored by the Neurostrategic Coaching Institute and from Business Solutions with music provided by Gorilla Tech.